Hello, Tom here. The Berkshire Football Stories podcast has got a new sponsor. Exciting, huh? That doesn't mean that we've got new kit, though. The club secretary has made us print it over the top of last season's shirt sponsor. He reckons it'll stretch to at least another year. He mumbled something about those footballs we keep kicking over the fence, not paying for themselves. Our new sponsor? Oh, that would be MRS Digital, an award-winning digital marketing agency offering affordable social media, pay-per-click and search engine optimization to help local businesses thrive since 1999. To find out more, visit mrs.digital and tell them we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub, but not in a pub chat podcast we're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. And and don't miss the start on uh, Wednesday evening of the Berkshire Virtual County FA Cup, which begins with some some absolutely massive ties this evening. Um, No actual football will be played. It's all done on Twitter. So just go and check out the the Twitter account from 7.45 this evening. However, today our special guest is Thatcham Town Captain Matt Day, who joined us on the phone. Hello, Matt. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not bad. Coping? Just. (laughs) I I tend to start these these sessions by asking everybody, are you coping? And I don't know how long I need to go on with that that for, but um, obviously football football for you is, is a massive part of your life. Um, you're quite good at it, from from what I've seen as well. So it must be a real, uh, it must be a real like wrench to not have any actual football playing going on at the moment. Yeah, it is. Uh, obviously, not even be able to watch any football yeah. either. It's, uh, yeah, it is hard. But um, just trying to keep myself busy, really, which is hard when you're stuck indoors. It kind of deal with the list of jobs you've been given within the first week. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Um, so you've been at Thatcham Town this season. Uh, you're captain at Thatcham Town this season, and obviously uh, the Kingfishers have had a an absolutely fantastic season. Um, I think maybe there was there was one blip or something in there where where a couple of results didn't go your way, but otherwise it, you looked odds on for a promotion. Um, what what do you think was behind that uh, that that kind of that enormous run uh, that you've that you've had that good run this season? And do you think you would have ended up winning the league or would it have been playoffs? Um, firstly, I think it was just the, the group of lads that we had there and obviously the management team. Like Everyone was, it was kind of like we had a family there and everyone played for each other and um, we had a really good bond between us all. Um, and I, I honestly think, yeah, we, we could have gone on to, to win the league this year. We had, um, we were top by a point with a game in hand. And I think our game hand was against Baisley Stoke, who we'd beat two weeks before, like 9-0. Um, so we could have potentially got four points clear. And, yeah, we had a couple of... Uh, we had a little run where, we, yeah, results really didn't go our way. We, we think at one point we were seven or eight points clear and we ended up throwing that away and giving Froome a chance again. But, um, yeah, it's just gutted how the season's ended, really. Um, is it fair to say you are you're sort of approaching veteran stage of, of your career at the moment um 
say that, yeah. I'm just I'm just going to check whether you're smiling after I've said that as to whether I sort of carry on down this down this road. But you prior to prior to joining Thatcham, you played you played at Bracknell Town. I saw you play at Bracknell Town a few times, and I've seen you and I saw you play at Thatcham this season. And it doesn't seem to be slowing you down. Any any are you, do you feel like you're kind of approaching that sort of veteran status, or or are you just sort of just carrying on as as normal at the moment? I'm just carrying on as normal. Um, I, feel, I feel good. Um, well, I think the uh, appearance table came out this season for Hungerford Town and um, I was shocked that I played the most out of everyone in the squad and I'm probably, apart from Struds the goalie, I'm probably one of the oldest in the squad. So, yeah, that that was shocking. to well, Not shocking, but surprising to me to see that, yeah, I played the most out of everyone. But, yeah, it's good. Matt, sorry, you said Hungerford there. I presume you meant Thatcham. Thatcham, sorry. Did I say Hungerford? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thatcham. I'm going to get crucified for that now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, Thatcham. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. It was, um, it was a good season. Like I say, I, I, I felt fine. And touch wood, like all through my career, I've never really struggled with injuries, which has been a good thing for me. Um, and yeah, hopefully it continues for a few seasons more. You say that uh, a few seasons more. Does that mean we're likely to see you in a Thatcham Town shirt next season as well? Uh, Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Do you uh, considering how the uh, season ended? Uh, does that, um, as a squad and with you leading that as captain, does that galvanise you to think? Well, you know, we were so close to a potential promotion this year. Uh, let's go again. Or uh, uh, how how are you and people dealing with that? Uh, well, yeah, we've all got, like, the, the whole team's got a uh, WhatsApp group on here and all the lads have been on there saying that they're all staying, they want to finish the job that we started um, and they want to go again next year, which is really good, really. Um, not just for the lads, but uh, for the whole of Fatsham because, like I say, it was such a good season this year and it's a shame that it had to end on the way it did. But all we can do is forget about it now and try and go and do it again next year. Matt, let's take you right back to the beginning. Then, where where did you start your your career, kind of as a kid, and and then how did that develop into playing sort of? Because you, you played at quite a high level, actually. So, so how did that develop? Yeah, so I started off um, at Portsmouth when I was a youngster. I signed for Portsmouth when I was, I think it was about eight or nine, um, and I went all the way up through their um, academy ranks until I got to sixteen, and then um, when I was when I got to sixteen, they offered me my YTS. So literally finished school within a week of finishing school. I was moved down to Portsmouth, put into digs, um, and I was down there for three years. And I had a really good good time down there. I was training with the first team quite regularly towards the end, and um, I was I was doing really well. And then um, I did have quite a bad injury there. I I ruptured all the ligaments in my ankle, and it kind of set me back a little bit. It was towards the end of the season, and then. I came back the following season, I was still doing well. And then pretty much all my coaches that I'd had throughout my youth team there had all left. So I had Mark O'Connor, who went to Stoke as first team coach with Tony Pulis. Um, I had Andy Orford, who was my reserve team manager. He went to Oxford City, uh, Oxford City, Oxford United, sorry, with um, Jim Smith. Uh, obviously, Jim Smith was part of the first team coaching staff when I was there. Um, and my other youth team manager, Sean North, he also went to Oxford United. So everything kind of like all the people that I'd been around and I was with um, had all left. And then um, some a new a person came in to do the youth team and he kind of had the choice of who had 
pro contracts and who didn't. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get one there. But um, obviously, with my connections with obviously Andy Orford, Sean North, and Jim Smith, uh, I went to Oxford United where I was uh, I was signed a pro there, and I played there for three yeah three years. Um, so yeah, I had a really good time there. Yeah. In that uh, in that Portsmouth team, what what sort of era was that? Were you playing with some of the some of the sort of the superstars that they had? Yeah, they had like it was the times when they had um, Lukaku, Teddy Sheringham, Patrick Berber, wow. Steve Stone. Yeah, um, God, there was loads of names. Yeah, loads of names. It was good. So you'd be coming up against those guys in training. Yeah, yeah. I've got in. I was only like uh, 16, 17, 18. I remember my first ever training session with the first team. I was only. I think I was like 16 or something and we were doing one-on-ones and I come up against Lukaku <laughs> and um, yeah, I had no chance. He bulldozed through me as if I wasn't even there. I was like a, school, a little schoolboy. <laughs> uh, who were the defenders in that um, uh, Port- Portugal, uh, Portsmouth team and uh, did you learn work alongside them and learn anything off them? Yeah, you had um, people like Ariane Zou, you had Limboy Primus, um, who else was there? Uh, Stefanovic was there. Yeah, there were some real good, good players in that team. And yeah, I did, I did learn a lot. Like I say when I was young, I was only about seventeen. I was playing reserve team football for Portsmouth, and um, I was, I was doing really well in my progression and everything. And that helped because I was obviously training with the first team quite, quite regularly. Was that sort of normal for for players of that age at other clubs, or were, were Portsmouth particularly special in that? Um, I don't know really. I, I, I'm not too sure. I think what helped as well was a little bit was um, so I obviously when you was at YCS you had to go to college one day a week to do a college course, but um, at Portsmouth it was every um, every Wednesday morning and every and all day Thursday. But my college, because I'd done a different course for everyone else, I only went all day Thursday. So every Wednesday morning, I would go and train with the first team. I started doing that. And then, yeah, as it was more and more doing that, I was, I was fitting in with them quite well. I guess we, uh, um, sort of, if we're moving through, I uh, can skip through the Oxford a little bit, because that's sort of just slightly out of our remit. But I think the first time you... Uh, came to uh, play in Berkshire, if I'm correct, is uh, with Hungerford, and you were there for seven years. Hence the uh, slip earlier. Uh, how did that come about? And uh, um, uh, yeah, how did you get started uh, over at Hungerford? Well, when I um, when I left Oxford United, I had a short spell at Oxford City. It was only for a short, short spell, and I lived in a, a little village called Stockcross, which was just outside Newbury, and. Um, didn't really enjoy my time at Oxford City. Didn't really like feel comfortable there. So um, yeah, I went to uh, well, I went down to Hung. I went to school in Hungford. So I went down to Hungford and I spoke to the manager down there and he just said, "Look, come down and see what you think." And I went down there and I really enjoyed it. It was it was a step down in levels and stuff, but I went there and I, it was close to home. Um, I was I was working. I got myself a job then and I was working and I just thought, let's let's see what I can do here and. It ended up being, like I say, a good seven years there for me. Um, won quite a lot, and I was captain there, and I played quite a few games for him, so it was quite good. When you first went there, who was the manager, and uh, what level were they playing at? Um, manager was Alan Clark, and they were playing, or oh, um, 
can't remember what the level, can't remember what it was called, but it's probably about three levels below they are now. So they're in Conference South now. So Southern Prem, I think I can't remember if it was Ryman or something, but yeah, it was three, two or three leagues below where they are now. And mm. the worst thing is, when I went in there, they um, they had a mishap or something. They didn't complete my paperwork or something correctly, and um, they ended up having a, had to take a points deduction, no. ten point point deduction. And literally, it took them to a point outside the relegation zone. Yeah, well, I remember like it was something went wrong, and we, yeah, they had a point deduction, but they didn't go down because we just stayed up, so it was quite handy, really. Did, <laughs> did you? Did you? What? How did your teammates react to that? Because I, I guess that that unless you've unless you've not told them something, that's not down to you, is it? Yeah, well, it wasn't. No, it was nothing to do with me. Yeah, they just hadn't completed paperwork and stuff properly, but. Um, no, the lads were all right. Like I said, we weren't, they weren't doing great anyway. I think we were mid-table and stuff like that. So it wasn't like we, we were going to lose, they were losing out on anything. So they, they were all right. <laughs> so uh, when did it all start going right for Hungerford, in your opinion? Because like you say, we got there mid-table and uh, despite your best efforts, they stayed up that year. Um, but um well, obviously, in the next, in the following seasons, um, uh, in your seven-year uh, career there, they actually started going up through the leagues and ended up uh, doing really well in the National South. So uh, wh- what were the catalysts for that? And uh, uh, what are your memories of those runs? Well, they signed, um, they, they brought in Bobby Wilkinson as manager and um, and, and Bob, Bob brought his people in. And um, he, he just changed the club. And we had Nigel Warwick also came into the club uh, as like a chairman, and Bobby just got a group of lads together that um, just wanted to play for each other. We probably weren't, all of us weren't the best technically gifted players, but one thing we all did was we worked for each other, and the amount of games that we used to win 1-0 or 2-1, and we'd never go and beat teams 4-5-0 and stuff like that. We'd always grind games out, and that was just the team spirit and everything that we had amongst the whole squad, and Luckily, we managed to stay together for so many years, and we added added lads to that throughout them years. It was good. Um, and and then I guess when when Bobby left, I mean, I, I suppose firstly was that was that a surprise when he left? Um, um, yeah, it was. Um, I was injured at the time, and it was away at Welling, and I, I, me and Luke Williams were both um, outside the change rooms um, having a coffee, I think, and. Uh, all the lads came out and the physio came out and she was had tears and stuff and we was all like, what's going on? And, um, yeah, Bobby told the lads at half-time that it was his last game he was leaving. But obviously, we weren't in the change room at the yeah. time and we were like, oh, wow. And then, yeah, and then um, after the game, he told us, he said, yeah, this is my last game, I'm, I'm leaving. And we were, yeah, it was a shock to everyone, really. And, and But I guess, sorry, Rob, go on. I was just going to say, by that stage, you were um, uh, pretty established with Hungerford. Um, you'd come up through the leagues for them, and like you say, you started a few divisions below, um, and you'd seen a few changes. Uh, when uh, you people like Bobby Wilkinson come in, and like you say, he's adding his um, other players, and you're going up through the leagues like that, is there ever any sort of nervousness about your position yourself? Because, you know, there's a new manager coming in, he might want his own players, and as the levels progress... Sure, you know your track record is that you can do it, but um, you know, will the manager want someone else when you go through the divisions? How do you sort of deal with that, and what are your feelings and emotions around that? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. You, you do you do worry about it because you always think, oh, God, new manager comes in. Every, every manager has their opinion of players. And it, in football, I always think if you face fits, you're, you're all right. And uh, me and Bobby had a really good like relationship throughout the years. And I think that's why it was so good. And then, to be honest, when he when he left, you, you do wonder and you do worry and and you wonder why why he's left. Um, but for the person, you just have to get your head down and keep working as hard as you can and try and improve as a person and as a team. And and that's what kind of what, what happened. Uh, and and of course, then you 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 did end up following him to to Wealdstone. It must have been a bit of a bit of a wrench, and a, and of course a bit of a, a travelling change to to follow him to Wealdstone as well. Yeah, it was a massive travelling change because obviously, like I say, Hungford was only fifteen minutes yeah. from home. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, I'll be honest, it didn't go down too well with many Hungford people um, the way we left, um, um, and it, it's still still a bit gutting now because obviously. It was it was a great club, great little club. Loved it there, loved all my time, loved the people, and um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't nice the way people kind of treated me and Luke really um, when we left. But we 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 did it for ourselves, um, and we had to look after ourselves. And we went to Wildstone and had a good little time there, but it was it wasn't as long as we'd hoped. But that, that's that's football sometimes. Have you come up against Hungerford in your playing career since then? And, you know, what's the reaction been like? I mean, it, it must be, I don't want to get, you know, too maudlin about it, but it's, you know, it must be difficult going up against a club that you um, played for for seven years and then um, perhaps didn't leave in the best circumstances, but at the same time probably still have a lot of affection for. Yeah, uh, like I say, I was, I was at Hungerford and I was captain all them years and I was, Captain for about the club, but it was weird because obviously when I moved to Wildstone, I did come up against Hungerford when I played for mm. Wildstone, um, and it was at, at Wildstone, and I think we beat them one 0 I think, um, and yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was a little bit of bitterness and and stuff like that, and but like I say, if I think if other players were in my situation, I think they would have done exactly the same, um, and like I say, it was nothing against Hungerford or anything like that. Um, it was just I. I, I don't know. I just I wanted to progress, and I thought that maybe Wilstone could have done that. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything against Hungford. So like I said, I had such a great time there, and I loved every minute of it. And I still have family that live in Hungford as well, live just around the corner mm-hmm. from the ground. So it'll always be a, a part of me. Yeah. Um. Just we just before we move on to sort of uh, sort of Bracknell and, uh, and and Thatcham Town, um, I just had a quick look back at the old league tables, and I was just looking up the uh, the ten point deduction uh, was in season twenty ten. Uh, sorry, I think it was two thousand and nine ten, uh, and and Hungerford finished um, finished twentieth in the Southern League South and West Division One. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because uh, AFC Hayes finished behind ten points behind you. On twenty-five points, second bottom, and Bracknell. I remember this season; it was a dreadful season. Uh, but finished, Bracknell finished bottom with six points, having won two games all season. Uh, ironically, the two, the, one of the games they won was against Taunton, and the other was against VT, who were runaway leaders for a long, long time in that division. So you, yeah. I don't think you were ever in any danger whatsoever. No, I don't think we were in any danger. I think that's why. The lads weren't too bothered about it, really. I, I did also notice over over the years, uh, Hungerford have a have a thing for getting points deductions. They've had they've had three since the since the early eighties. So it's not just yeah. you, mate. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, that makes me feel a little better. I never knew that. 
<laughs> I think they're, they're looking at. Sorry, I, this is this is probably quite dull for most people, but uh, most uh, they had one in two thousand two, oh three as uh, sorry oh three oh four as well. So uh, yeah, quite quite a regular occurrence by the looks of yeah. things. Anyway, sorry, moving moving on. So, uh, uh, Rob, you did put your finger up. Did you want to? Yeah, well, just uh, so so from Wheelston, you went to uh, Bracknell. Now uh, Bracknell, a couple of divisions below um, where Wheelston were at that time, and you'd also played for Hungerford in the National League South. Um, what was the thinking behind sort of uh, taking a step back, if you will, down the leagues a little bit um, to go play for a club like Bracknell? Well, well, I actually had a little spell at Slough when I left Wheelstone. I left Wheelstone oh, second yeah. half of the season. I had a little loan spell at Slough um, and went there and actually got promoted with them from the Southern Prem to the Conference South. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was there for I must have played like fourteen, fifteen games in second, like at the end of the season. Um, and yeah, so I went to Slough for a bit, and then in the summer, Slough brought in their own players and stuff like that. And um, I knew the manager of Bracknell at the time, Carl Davis. Um, I played with him at Hungerford and stuff like that. And he just phoned me up and said, "Look, what well, it's up to you. Do you, want, you can come down and have a, have a look." And I went to Bracknell, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like the lads there were unbelievable. And again, great club, great setup. Um, and I really enjoyed playing my football there because, like I say, when I went to Wilson towards the end of my Wilson and all that, I wasn't really enjoying my football as much as I had done. And I went to Bracknell, and I really started to enjoy loving it again I was, I was playing week in week out and I felt like football was a part of me again and yeah and that was a tough season because we got beaten in the playoff final which was which was gutting um sorry something's just just popped into my head Matt it just and you sort of talking about in, enjoying your football and and obviously non non-league players and a lot of the players that we've spoken to talk talk quite a lot about sort of you know wanting to be at clubs and enjoying enjoying playing the game I, I, and but you you with sort of your 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 kind of uh, I, I guess pro contracted experience at, at somewhere like Portsmouth and this might be a slightly obvious there might be an obvious answer to this but if you're if you're a, if you're a pro and you're a, and you're a club does it necessarily matter if you're enjoying your football it, is there a difference between the way you look at kind of like playing for Port, like at the time playing for Portsmouth and playing non-league football now it, it, is that a, is that a consideration I, I guess is is the question no I think you've you've always got to enjoy your football um I know when you're a pro um football is like more of it's your job it's your living and stuff like that and I know you, you've heard of some pros in the past have said I don't even like football I just play because I get paid a lot of money and stuff like that and I, I for me I think you've always got to enjoy your football because like, in my time, when I haven't enjoyed my football, it's not been a nice place to be in. So I, I feel you, no matter if you're a pro, non-league player or whatever, you've got to enjoy your football first and foremost. Hmm. Cheers, man. Sorry, that just that just pop, popped into my head at the time because we've, we've had a lot yeah. of players saying, you know, about you know making sure you enjoy it and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, then, and I guess, obviously, after after you, you left Bracknell last summer and, and went to went to Thatcham, Um is it? I suppose Thatcham and Hungerford back in the old days would have come up against each other quite a lot. But it, did you get it? Was there any sort of uh, any any words said about going to going to Thatcham? There aren't too many top top level non league clubs in in West Barks, but Hungerford and Thatcham are are, are two of the two of the bigger ones. <laughs> did it cause any family rifts or anything like no, that? No, no, it was fine. It was fine. My little niece, she she's uh, obviously she lives in Hungerford, so she just came here a little bit for going to Thatcham, but. She actually plays for fashion now as well. She plays for fashion kids, so <laughs> oh, wow. 
But um, yeah, no, there was obviously when I was at Hungerford, I played against Fasham a lot um, in the league and stuff like that, and there was always rivalry there. But yeah, no, that never came into my, my mind when uh, Robbo phoned me about coming down to Fasham and stuff. It never really, again, it was just I wanted to enjoy my football, and I spoke to Robbo in the summer, and he had a great vision of the club and where he wanted the club to go. And I'll give him credit, everything he said to me in the summer, we actually did this season. Like I say, again, rubbish the way the season had to end. When you're looking at going to clubs like uh, Bracknell, Thatcham or uh, anywhere else you've moved in your career, do you sort of uh, uh, take notice of these, uh, what they've been doing and the progression they're on in these um in, in, in their previous seasons because obviously you've gone to two clubs there just the last two that were um, sort of on the up you can say they've both had uh, promotions in the recent history cup wins and looking very ambitious you're saying about enjoying your football but does the sort of um, does the sort of winning aspect and the, the project that they're trying to build uh, or the ambition rather uh, play a part as well or where does that fit into your equation? Yeah um I've been I've been lucky throughout my playing career and playing time is I've never really had to fight relegation. Oh, hang on, my phone's just gone dead. There go. <laughs> I've never really had to um I've never really had to fight relegation. I've always been in and around the playoffs and always like when I was at Hungford, like it, we always took it to the last game of the season, whether we're in the playoffs, where we are in the playoffs and stuff like that. So yeah, it was an ambition thing as well because I didn't I didn't especially like I say I'm I'm 33 now. I haven't got many years left in football and I don't want to spend my last few years just plodding along mid-table and just playing my football week in, week out. I want to, uh, I still want to win and go up and try and achieve as, as high as I can and try and get the club as high as I can as well. You never know, Matt. We had Barry Hales on the other day and he's planning on carrying on playing for at least another season. So I've played, I've played against Barry a few <laughs> times, yeah. Christ, he's a beast as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that brings us on nicely to some sort of questions about players and stuff. Uh, I, I saw you. I saw you this season playing for Thatcham against uh, against Hungerford, and you came up against uh, James Constable. And yeah, I've been at Oxford as well. Oh, okay. I, I thought I felt you two had a had a right old battle there. Uh, yeah. What's that like playing against a, a, a player with such experience as, as him? Yeah, it's great. Um, like I say I've known Vino for years. He's a great lad and. Um, yeah, it was. It was really good to come up against him. I haven't played against him for a long time, um, <laughs> but he's one of them players. He, he just never stops. Constantly runs, and he's he's strong as well. And but for me, yeah, I love coming up against people like that. Who uh, who who'd be the toughest opponent this season in in that Southern League? Uh, what well, as in player wise? Yeah, coming coming up against yourself. Yeah. Um, the lad at Froome, I think he, he was good. Davis, I think his name is, centre forward. He's a good player. His movement was good. And he, yeah, I'd say as as a player in our league, he, he, was a, he, was, he was handful. He was tough. What sort of um, uh, responsibilities do you have now as captain in this sort of unique uh, scenario we found ourselves in where uh, um, obviously everyone's shut down, everyone's a bit isolated? Um, you as sort of club captain, do you have any sort of specific things you do to, uh, like, you know, keep in touch with people in the squad, check they're all right, and uh, sort of, you know, be the dressing room leader, but from your own bedroom or whatever? Yeah, uh, I speak to I speak to Robert, the manager, now and again. Uh, we have a few chats and stuff, and like I say, we got a group WhatsApp with all the footy lads and stuff, so they all get chatting on there, and, and we all have a laugh and a joke on there. And like I say, 
couple of them, well, I say a couple of them, all of them pretty much have said they want to stay next year. So it's just keeping everyone focused and ready and like ready to go and do what we achieve this year and just go and repeat it next year. How big can you go on like training and uh, uh, preparation for next year? Um, technically, we don't really know when the season's going to start. Obviously, you know, this one's over, but um, uh, uh, how big can you go on that? And do you sort of make sure that the other players in the squad are uh, uh, keeping up their end of the bargain and making sure they're getting their training in? Well, this is it. You've got to keep... I'll, I'll be honest, I've never been one for fitness. Hate it. Um, <laughs> but I have actually been out doing road runs and like long bike rides and stuff. Just you, You've got to keep yourself fit because I say I've been, I've been indoors now five weeks um, and it's... It's draining, and it's good as well to get out there and do a bit of running and get a bit of exercise and stuff. And yeah, I just I hope all the lads are are doing it. They say they're doing it, so hopefully <laughs> they'll keep in their end of the bargain. It, it, it'll all come to tell when we come back to preseason. Yeah, is there is there one player in that in that group that you think? Yeah, he's he's saying he's doing it. He's not. Is there is there one who, who might be a little bit sneaky? Do you think? Um, if I had to say one out of all them. My one would probably be someone like Callum Wilmoth. I can't imagine him doing much. <laughs> I can't imagine him doing much exercise and that. But he's he's the thing with Cal though, he's he's a fit lad anyway. He's one of them who's just a naturally fit lad. Oh, he's God. one of the people who wind me up really. Yeah. Don't have to do nothing but can still run ring ground me. Those awful people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just as well he spends so much time suspended, isn't it? Yeah, uh, tell me about it. Hopefully that's what he improves next year. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, I, I think, when I when I when I came to Thatcham this season, I was chatting to I can't remember who I was chatting to, but he said, "Oh, uh, just watch out for watch out for Wilmoth. He likes a yellow card." So, yeah, uh, he does. Like a yellow card. He likes to talk to the ref, and then he tries to tell me that he's having a chat with the ref. <laughs> but uh, about two minutes later, the ref telling me, "Tell your number eight. He talks to me again. He's going to get in the book." So you try and tell him, but you don't want to listen. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm going to nick one of Rob's, Rob's favourite questions. So, sort of as a, as a centre back, and over over the years, and, and maybe yeah, over the years, who who's your sort of preferred centre back partner? If you either someone at Thatcham now, or if you could bring someone into Thatcham. Um, no, I think Zach, who I've played this season with, has been unbelievable. Like for me personally, he's been our best player this year. Um, he's been consistent all year. Um, so for me. I really enjoyed playing with Zach. He's he's kind of the same player as me. He uh, don't take no don't take no stick. Likes to give a bit out. Um, so yeah, no, I wouldn't change it. I think me, me and Zach have a good little good little partnership going. Obviously, back in the day when I played Uncle, I had boards like we, we had years and years of playing with John Boardman, and we had a good partnership. But yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with how it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. How. Uh, far do you think this uh, Thatcham squad can go? Because uh, obviously you were looking pretty good for a promotion this year, and uh, you know it was not long ago that uh, Thatcham were the division below. They seem to take a season to sort of consolidate at the step four level, and then this season, um, at what it was, they were uh, looking good for promotion. Um, do you think uh, this Thatcham squad that you're in now can do something similar at step three, or um, uh, would consolidation there be more realistic? Um, yeah, definitely. Like I say, a couple of years ago, they won the Vars, and then obviously mm-hmm. that Vars team got split up, and they had to rebuild another whole team, and then they got promoted. And then this year, we brought in quite a few players, actually, this year. And me, personally, I think everyone in the squad at the moment could play the league above, but it's the same with any team. You go up a league, you, you, 
you have you do have to get three or four more players who are more adapted to them that level and stuff like that just to, just to help the squad out sort of thing. But I, I don't see why not why these this group of players can't go go a league above and achieve what they want to achieve. And mm-hmm. um, I just I just have one more. Uh, I, I was just wondering to, so about Danny Robinson, the manager. He's he's been incredibly successful over the last few years. What is there one thing that you could pick out as to why he's been successful? Be, because to be successful consistently like he's been, obviously he, he's got something. Is there anything you could pick out? Um, the thing with Robbo is he's um, he's a very uh, what's the word? He's he's very good with the lads. He's he interacts with the players. He like gets involved with them. He makes them feel wanted, um, and. Yeah, don't get me wrong. We all like we, everyone takes the mick out of Rob. All the lads say take the mick out of him now and again. But like I say, but he gives it back, and I think that's that's what it is. Patrick, um, uh, we've got such a good um, team bond and team spirit there that we all feel together. And I think that's what he, it's the players he's brought in that have really like, helped as well. He's brought in some really good players, and like I say, they've all gelled and all all mixed together brilliantly. Um, have you got any personal aspirations for uh, coaching or um, staying in the game once, say, your uh, playing career comes to an end, whenever that may be? Yeah, a lot of people have asked me what I want to do when I finish. Um, a lot of people have said, oh, you'll be a great manager and stuff like this. But yeah, we just have to see. I just want to concentrate on playing at the moment. I, I wouldn't mind getting into a bit of coaching and uh, doing that kind of bit because I do. I do. I, to be honest, I do like a bit of coaching. So I wouldn't mind doing a bit of coaching. But at the moment, I just want to concentrate on playing um, and seeing how far my body can take me in playing-wise and then go from there, really. Matt, one final question. We ask this to everybody that comes on our podcast. Uh, it's not football-related. It's just uh, if you could recommend a box set or a TV show uh, that you've been watching uh, to our listeners who are all sat at home uh, listening to this podcast. Oh, we're, we're literally just getting to the end of Ozark. Okay. Uh, on Netflix, yeah, we're just getting to the end of that, so that's that's been quite a good watch. Um, and also, I've been told there's another one called Designated Survivor. That's another good that, one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Did you? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I want to watch after Ozark. So it's like yeah. the the president you wish America had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we want to get too political. No. Okay. Um, Matt Day, thank you ever so much for joining us. Not a problem. Uh, That was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast, pub but not in a pub chat, with Thatcham Town captain Matt Day. You can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for all the latest, and if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. All that's left to say is it's goodbye from me, Tom. Uh, It's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. Uh, And it's goodbye from Matt. Bye. (laughs) Bye.